Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast with Jeanette Lissett. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Lissett. And today's guests are the Wealth Twins, Nadia Musoy and Nicole Carter. They joined us for the second time. It was back in 2020 when we first met. I've been keeping my eye on the Wealth Twins and enjoying their trajectory. So we're going to get this conversation started. First, I just wanted to say thank you for having us on. Nicole and I are both Columbia graduates. We worked on Wall Street for years. We love teaching people how to improve their confidence and their skills to use the money they have to invest for passive income. That's the main thing we do now because we know investing is a very intimidating subject for a lot of people. So our job is to make that very easy and manageable to digest for others to understand so they can participate in the market too. Because I think a lot of us have this disadvantage when it comes to the stock market. And what Nadia left out was that we were working on Wall Street and also in a management consultant for years, but we actually left the workforce. Even though we left the workforce over 10 years ago, you know what? We noticed that there was so much information that wasn't being taught, the information that we learned on our own that helped us so much in our journey that we felt the need to step out and actually teach people. So this is where we believe our life mission, I want to say, is to really bring financial literacy to the masses and to people that look like us so that they can understand that they can do this too and have the confidence. It's much needed. I sometimes wonder what it is that gets in the way for most people. I remember our first conversation, we talked about how you are sharing with your kids about money, about budgeting, about being aware. That informed me on what we all need to know about money management. But what is it do you think that gets in the way of people wanting to better understand how to use the the assets they have? I think there's three different things, right? One, people make money management complicated. It makes you feel a little less sure of yourself. And it requires a little bit of work on your part. There's a lot of fun in spending money, but you have to be a little more responsible with your money too. A lot of people shy away from that. So if you don't know your numbers and you're intimidated by math or anything like that, it's a very easy way to shut down and ignore the problem. Money is a very personal thing. People don't talk about it with each other and you feel shame around it. If you're spending too much, you don't want others to know. Or it's a sense of status for you that you use it to put out some kind of face to the world and you're putting yourself in debt for that. So there's some kind of self-esteem attached to that. When people feel that, they don't feel the need of learning how to better manage it. It's more about maintaining the status quo at that point. So I think there's a couple of factors in there. I want to say too, you have to be a little curious to believe that there's something different I think it's so commonplace now, and you'll hear it on the radio, on TV. They make it so commonplace. Being in debt is something that everyone is. Everyone's in debt. Everyone works every day. Everyone has a lifestyle that we can instantly get with whatever plastic or anything we're using. Mm -hmm. And to say I'm going to be different from the norm takes a little bit of maybe being a renegade and also being curious. Does it have to be like this? Is this something that has to be done? Everyone thinks it's a rule. You have to retire by the age is 65 or you can't do it beforehand. So you don't think about these things. You just say, okay, this is what everyone does. Everyone's supposed to go to college. This is what we do. So you have to be willing to challenge those ideas as well. Sometimes you just need someone that you see that makes you believe it can be done as well. It's interesting when I was reading your bio, it talked about how to think more about managing your money so that you can become financially independent enough to fire your boss. I remember that. 
Yes. Um, for a lot of people, that might be the thing that they think about, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. It could be simply being employed, let's just say, with something you develop on the side, if you're willing to spend time developing something that could turn into something. I know you all talk a lot about passive income. What is passive income? The typical definition is making your money work for you while you sleep, right? But I think people get into the habit of thinking, oh, I'm going to need a whole bunch of passive income. I'm going to make this fast. The thing with passive income, it doesn't have to be fast. But the earlier you start, the more the money you're putting in can grow for you. And that passive income can actually turn into a source of income that you can rely on instead of a paycheck. And that's when you really have financial independence because you're independent from an employer dictating your life. Passive income is something that you don't have to spend your time and energy generating. It's something that you have generating in the background, and then you can spend your time doing what you want with your life. And money is not the thing that your life is revolved around because that aspect is already taken care of. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeanette, I like the way you put it to say that not everyone is going to reach financial independence. We have to be aware of that. But everyone could get a source of income in the form of passive income that can help them pay their bills, that can help them give security. Because it's one thing that I like to call the facts of life. As long as you're alive, you're going to have expenses. But it is not guaranteed that you always had the income or be able to work for the income that you need to pay for those expenses. Okay, anything that we have man-made, a roof, pipes, anything, one day they're gonna break or they need to be fixed. So you can use some income that you have generated in the form of passive income that you didn't have to work for to help you pay for those expenses. I believe more it should be something that will allow you to live a comfortable life and not have to worry about what you need to do to get that money up. That's the way I see passive income. You cannot make passive income at the beginning passively. You have to do yeah. something to initiate the passive income. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, say that again. <laughs> that came off the top of my head. Let's see. Well, that was good. I'm going to quote you on that. Okay. <laughs> really good. You cannot make passive income at the beginning passively. You have to do something active in order to do something that's going to create that passive income. You have to have the money that you created actively for it to work passively for you. Okay. So you have to work for that money first and then let that money work for you. So you have to find a way to get that money. Right. People think of it as a get rich quick thing. This is not a lottery ticket. You have to have the money that you work for that money to then work for you. Yeah. Or you're going to invest your time. You're going to invest one or the other. You're going to invest your time to create something that you don't have to spend a lot of hours on in the future that will start generating money for you. You can do a lot of things like that. Create a product that you can sell online or Amazon, right? Or you will have to take the money you currently have and invest it in a way that it generates passive income for you. It's not free either going to cost you time or it's going to cost you money. I was asking the question, what do you think gets in the way? And I think there's a lot of things that get in the way. The relationship of money gets in the way. I think the programming from a very younger age, when you're hearing your parents say they don't have money or we don't have enough, or there's a lot of lack and a lot of scarcity, how people might associate themselves with money. Money is an idea and there is money to be made. To your point, Nadia, it could be an investment that is creating passive income or creating a business that will create this additional money. But I think that is probably part of the stumbling block. People don't know what they can do. And I think that's the horse that actually carries the, the cart. There's some intentionality around the thinking of what can it be or what could it be that would create the passive income 
that would allow me to reach my freedom metric, if you will. I agree. I think people may think it's too simple to do and then they step away from it because it's really not that hard. Either you invest in something that makes passive income or you work and create something that makes passive income. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but if you simplify something for some people, they take it as, oh, it can't be true. It has to be more complicated than this or it has to be more exciting than this. Nothing we do is exotic. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't like risk. I don't like taking chances. I like certainty in my life and I do things that, okay, A, B, C. I don't need A to Z. I just need something that I can count on and make sure this works. And nothing's 100% though, but we try to stack the odds in our favor. Exactly. And it really is a mindset thing as well. So like you were saying, Jeanette, it's a mindset. You got to turn your mindset on to these possibilities. You brought that up in terms of taking an actual look at what you are spending your money on. Not that you're depriving yourself because you guys made some intentional moves early on in terms of looking at your personal situations, determining what you actually could live with and live without and simplifying things and creating a way to save 75% of your income so that you could do these other things. You determined that investing in real estate was one of the ways that you used to actually break free. It was one of the ways that I decided to start building passive income. It took a lot of work on my part. It took a lot of time to save up the down payment I needed for that because I could have spent it on a lot of things. And one of the stories I like to tell is when I graduated from college, I had a good friend of mine and I was working at Goldman Sachs at the time. He's like, when are you going to get a nice car? Now, I live in New York City. You don't need a car. A car is a luxury. But I'm like, I'm going to get me a BMW. It's going to be a five series or a three series. This is what I want. Don't want anything too big, but it has to be flashy. And then a couple of years later, he's like, where's that BMW? I said, you know what? I changed my priority. I needed a house because that car is not going to do anything for me, but cause me to spend money every month. And especially in New York City, longer term, this house is going to bring a lot more to me. And lo and behold, investing in that house and investing in other things allowed me to get the financial independence that I enjoy now. And the time that I have now to myself is worth a lot more than that BMW would have ever brought to me. Totally get it. Totally get it. But I think about that and I think about where people do spend their money and what their priorities are. I do believe that taking an inventory of number one, how you spend your time, what do you spend your time on? Because time is valuable. If you spend it, you don't get it back. You know what, exactly. what are you doing with what you have? There's ways to cut corners if, if you really want to. Do you have to shop every time you get paid? Be it online or Amazon, what have you. I'll tell you what, love Amazon, deliver the box and write to your door. You don't have to get in your car and go to the store. I love that. But do you have to shop every day? It takes a level of discipline. It does. You have to make these decisions. It takes decisions. That's what it really is. You got to take inventory, say, this is what I want. And then you got to be disciplined and make decisions. It's not always fun. I know on my end, I would say for Nadia, sometimes we're envious. We see people that look great. Wow, this car is nice. Oh, look at this house. Then we got to bring ourselves back. This person is choosing this path instead of that path. Without the forethought of what you want to see happen in the future for yourself, and not that you have a crystal ball or anything like that, and you want to set your sights on what could be and what you can accomplish rather than you're always in the present and need it right now. With the whole time versus money, our time is a very precious asset. It's probably the most precious asset we have. And I remember going home and it's messed up because life is a mean teacher. When you're young, you don't know what to do, but when you get older, you realize, man, if I knew what I knew now, back when I was 20, it'd be a whole different ball game. And I remember when I was in my 20s, I would watch at least four hours a night of TV. And I'm like, wow, 
What could I have done with that time? Now I might watch TV maybe one hour a week. I need to fill up my time with something different that's going to help me more. But it takes a mindset shift. It takes you thinking about what do I want to create? How can I do this? And being exposed to different people can help you understand, wow, you're right. If I do this, I'm not going to be able to do this. Or if you get lucky, you can. But it's about how to best use your time to try to get what you want. I like that. I like that a lot because there's a lot of competition for our attention and time. I agree. And not only for adults, but also for children. And that's another topic right there. You have to be cognizant of that. But everyone's buying for our attention and our time from what's on our mobile devices to TV, news programs, entertainment programs, game shows, this and that. Oh my God, there's so much. So leverage the time when you know that you have the most energy. So what's going on right now for you guys? You've got your consulting business, you got courses, you're on YouTube. Let's talk about the mashup of all that's going on. You got a lot of stuff going on. Not, and I realize even though we're spreading the world, this is a business and we need to be serious about it. We need to treat it as if it's a business because we have hobbies, but if we want to be consistent with something, it can't be a hobby. So with that, we have to learn a whole new set of skills. Even though we're not working for anyone, we have a certain type of standard we want to keep for ourselves. And with that, we always want to keep learning. Being part of the Wealth Twins is just another part of our journey on how to keep learning. So we're learning how to build brands. We're learning how to sell. We're learning how to market. We're learning all these skills that weren't taught in school for us, but are becoming so beneficial. And it's very interesting. I enjoyed a lot the amount of learning that we're doing. When you started to put yourself out there as the Wealth Twins on this movement of, of financial literacy, did you expect what's happening now in your life to happen? I think the main motivator for us to start Wealth Twins was we were tired of people disseminating false information and getting people's hopes up and then just basically scamming. So we're like, you know what? We can do this and we can help people. We speak to people on an everyday basis around us, but there's a whole world out there that maybe someone needs to see an example that they can relate to and speaks in a way that they understand more and communicates with them. Nicole and I are very ambitious people. And even though I retired over 10 years ago, my kids are at the point where they're self-sufficient. I need something to do with my time. And that's the thing with financial independence. Your financial independence means that you're at a place where you don't have to actively work for your income, but you can choose when you want to work or how much time you want to dedicate to work. So now it said, okay, if I'm an ambitious person, I can't sit around and go to the beach every single day. That's very easy to do. I could do it, but I want to be able to help people and at the same time have a fulfilling lifestyle. If you can help people at the same time and show people there's a different path and that this is a path that not many people do, but it's attainable to you, then I find that worthwhile. And the oldest skills that we're building, we put a lot of effort in. It's probably more work than I did when I was on Wall Street, but it's also more fulfilling and you're actually learning and seeing things in real time. If you want to help people, you have to be able to give value, but you also have to be able to cut through the noise. So we can have millions of speeches we do or videos, but if you don't learn how to cut through the noise, which you have to find out when you realize this is a business, that's the only way you're going to cut through the noise. That's when you realize, okay, there's two sides. You want to help more people, then you have to get better at being a business. You have to get better at being in this whole new world of internet. It's very interesting, this journey. Yeah, the, the business helps you sustain the message. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah.
Mm -hmm. Like the two have to go hand in hand. Understood. It's very interesting and thought provoking in actuality because there's a lot that is in what you just shared. And and that's the, the point that I think many of our listeners will gain is the understanding. It's not so much of becoming a millionaire. It's more about having the opportunity to do the things that you think can make the world a better place and exactly. make that happen. Some of us have chosen that route of becoming financially independent so that we can work on these other things and we don't have to be in a hurry because we know the base is covered, okay? Mm. But we can spend our time doing things that will help other people. What do you think the greatest learning you have had over the last, I would say, couple of years now that you've been doing it this way? What has stuck out in your minds in terms of a lesson learned or something that you are using to, to stay on path? In terms of well twins or in terms of our life in general? Either way, because it's it's integrated. If I'm going to say life in general, it's taking my health more seriously. Like I've always been an active person and relatively healthy. But as you get older, you realize like nothing else matters if you're sick. Like I hurt my knee the other day doing martial arts. I'm like, oh my God, everything else does not matter until this knee gets better. One of the things I learned is how to manage a lifestyle in a way that it creates a healthy lifestyle for us and our families. I can choose the food I want. I have that ability to buy the food that I want. I don't take that lightly because a lot of people don't have that ability to buy healthy food and buy it on the basis they want it. I'm grateful to have that opportunity. But that's one of the lessons I learned. Also that you can make a decision to leave a corporate job or something that a lot of people think, hey, why are you leaving? You're crazy for leaving this. And have that confidence in yourself to make things work for you. You don't need any validation from a corporation to tell you that you will be successful or you can be great. If you can put yourself out there, live with that decision and take actions towards making that a reality. That's what I learned in the last couple of years. Very good. Thank you for that. I think for me, and it goes for both Well Twins and also in my life in general, the name of the game is really planning and discipline. No matter what it is in any area, it could be money, it could be health, it could be traveling, whatever job, you have to make a plan and then you have to be disciplined to execute on those plans. And the way you make that plan is you gotta step it out. And the importance of stepping it out, even with raising my children, the plan and the discipline is the, the biggest thing that has changed any area of my life. Every day I realize if I wasn't disciplined on that area, I'm gonna see that I'm not getting closer to my goals and I'm not following the plan. But anytime I believe in the process and be disciplined, I do hit my goals. Before before, I used to just think that was hogwash, whatever, ah, discipline and goals, ah, I'll just get it done. But it's so true. And I'm just learning about it more and more every day. The learning never stops. Learning yeah. never stops. You just continue to add to your inventory of skill sets and expertise and knowledge. And I think that's the beautiful thing about being alive. I agree. Mm -hmm. What would you like folks to know about some of the current things that you're doing? You want to take that, Nadia? I think when people see the Wealth Twins, understand that we don't preach a lot of risky behavior when it comes to investing and we don't teach get rich quick. We teach you practical investing that's for long term that will sustain you and put you in the path that you need to be. So if you're willing to do the work and you're serious about it, because I don't want you to wait until you're in your 50s and 60s and say, oh, this is what I should be doing now. We want to catch people in their 40s and their 30s so that by the time they are in their 
60s, they already made a decision what way they want to go. And that decision is theirs and not forced upon them. So when they see the Wealth Twins, I want them to see people they can trust, information they know they can use, and products that they know is probably the best out there at affordable prices too. Nicole? I would say when you think about the Wealth Twins, I really want people to understand that we are actually here to help. We're here to not tell you something that's always going to be nice, but we're going to tell you something that's going to be useful. We don't want you to believe everything's going to be rainbows and roses, but you can stack the odds in your favor. This is what I'm going to say again. You got to stack the odds in your favor. And we're trying to give everyone a plan on how to do it. At least one area of life, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> we hear a lot about the financial markets. If you watch the news or even read the paper, I don't know how many people read papers anymore. I used to get the New York Times delivered. I stopped because they couldn't get my paper to me before eight o'clock in the morning. But my point being, there's a lot of information out there about what the financial markets are doing or what the economy is doing and what interest rates are. How do you think the average person should take that information in? What do you think they should be thinking or doing with that. For me, I would say one, I've been bad the last couple of weeks, but I've decided not to watch the news because I realize it doesn't do anything for you. It, you can be following someone else's agenda, depending on which platform you're watching. Okay. So one of the best things I heard from people who are doing the things I want to do, they said, stop watching the news. So I said, okay. And it does change your whole attitude. And it makes you believe that you have more control over your future than what may be presented to you on the news. If you keep hearing news about a recession or interest rates is making it worse for everyone, you're going to start believing, wow, there's no reason I should even try. It's not going to work. So that's one thing I would say, take everything that you read with a grain of salt. If you're going to read anything or watch anything, at least watch three or four platforms. And then two, I would say fundamentals always remain the same and they're fundamentals for a reason. Always spend less than you make, always save for a rainy day, and then try to put money away for the long term. I would say in terms of when it's good times or bad times, if you do that, you should be all right. That's very practical. I think when people look at the news, it's a day-to-day -day thing. If you look out and you step back on the market, long-term, it goes relatively stable and goes up. But the news, their business is to make you afraid. Their business is for you to tune in and watch them every day. I stopped watching the news years ago. I got caught in looking at the New York Post on my phone. Don't even ask me why. Oh, well, I think at the Daily News. <laughs> yeah, the Post is worse than the Daily News. Oh my like, gosh. I gave so. up Facebook. I gave up the news. I gave up all of this stuff because I feel like subconsciously that stuff gets into you. Yeah. You don't even realize how much it influences you. Like I said, take a step back. Their business is to make you tune in, create that fear, and keep you watching. Look at it overall, long-term picture, what actually happened. I also say that people make money no matter what the market is. There's people that make money when the market goes up. There's people that make money when the market goes down. Absolutely. In the market, you can experience it all. So how would you like people to contact you? Find us on YouTube. You just put at Wealth Twins on YouTube. You can see our videos there. We post weekly and we have a private email community where we share money insights and investing and also access to our courses where we teach everyone. That, if you wanted to join, would be wealthtwins.com backslash wealthpack, P-A-C-K backslash. We, we call it wealthpack because like any other pack, we don't want to leave anybody behind. So we teach financial literacy, investing insights and that newsletter so that people feel like someone's in their corner. And you can always write us and we always write back. Contact at Wealth Twins. If you write us, you're going to get either Nadia or Nicole 
writing you back. So that's easy. Contact at Wealth Twins. Very, very good. I have enjoyed our conversation. I am so happy that you guys decided to give the Next Chapter Experience um, an opportunity to talk with you again. I realize that tomorrow is your birthday. I want to wish you both a really nice birthday. Eat fun food, but know that you're going to be getting back on track. I, I really appreciate both of you a lot. And of course, I follow you on Instagram as well as YouTube. And you do respond. I've gotten responses from you guys. So it's a real deal. You really get down to what's going on. I greatly appreciate your time today. So